Good day to you, Rising Man family. This is First Nature on the Rising Man podcast. I'm your host, Sean Barry. We are fully live all the way through. No pre-intro to be attached to the content I've just recorded. Um, no outro. This is one shot. And uh, happy new year to you all, first of all. And um, I'm actually, as if you've been listening to the last few of these, uh, you, you'll know that I've been on the road. Uh, left California, went through Texas, up to Indiana, over to New England, back up to Michigan. Now I'm in Kentucky. Catching the last, the last, uh, last bit of my family before I, I head back west. So that's my little journey. Before we jump into what I wanted to talk about today, I just wanted to say that, um, hey, it's a new year, and while I myself have been really trying to set the solstice, winter solstice as the beginning of my year, because uh, celestially it is. Um, it's hard when our culture really puts a lot of emphasis on January 1st. So either way, whether you're, you're uh, you know, several weeks into your new year, or just a week into your new year, um, happy new year. What are you gonna do different this year? And uh, on the last episode, I talked a lot about ways to just acknowledge the solstice and ways to really get into the harmony and flow of making change as the universe actually changes, at least how we perceive it. And, uh, and yeah, so that's where we are, top of the year. And it is super muddy right here, so I'm a little distracted because I feel like pretty much at any moment... I'm gonna wipe out. <laughs> but all that to say, if you're a man, especially, I'll say this. I'll say this every time, not because it's uh, something on brand, but because it's just true for me. If, you, if you're a man, and it's true for the men I've worked with, if you're a man and you're really looking to do something different with your life this year, to make some internal changes, uh, to really grow from the inside out and have the space and time and community and support that it takes to really incorporate and indo- re-indoctrinate yourself with the things you discover about who you are and how the world works, uh, head over to riseman.org. There's so many good programs there. I think we've got like six or seven of them now that are just, uh, I would recommend any of them. None of them are fluff. None of them are fluff. In particular, just because it's the top of the year, we are really pointing people towards the, uh, the compass. That's our four day, four nights, traditional wilderness rite of passage where you and a small coterie of men will go through a several month prep to get clear on what would it mean if you dropped the identity of who you are right now died to it, let go of everything you believe about yourself to be true, and re-identified, re-envisioned, really wipe the slate clean, 
and re-identify who you are and what you're up to in the world. That's Compass. And that, my friends, is based on a ceremony that humans have been doing for thousands, thousands of years. It's a thousands of years old ceremony. In fact, why I can't say I've researched this, what I can say from my personal experience is it might be the first real ceremony that humans ritualized. It's so simple. Get out into wilderness by yourself and starve for four days and see what opens up to you. That's the bottom description of it. The bottom line description, it's that simple. And uh, you'd be surprised at how powerful that change can be. Just from that simple act of being by yourself without the distraction of food and, and feeling the discomfort, the feeling the discomfort of, of your physical humanity and letting that become a catalyst, a fire that's just burning off the impurities of who you don't need to be anymore. Creating space and time and exp expansive internal vision to get reconnected to what you do want to be true about yourself. What are your real passions? What are your real gifts? Who do you really see yourself being for yourself and for those you, you love and care about? And what's your greater offering and gift to the world? There's a lot of programs out there and I'm not one to say they don't work. But something I do notice is that something I, I feel like Western culture in particular really drops the ball on when it comes to transformational work is is the incorporation, the integration, the time and space and community and support that's required to really take the rich, expansive, exciting, thrilling realizations, the paradigm shifts that happen during an intense, you know, immersive experience and actually getting to apply them to your day-to-day -day life. Lifelong changes that really stick. Uh, you know, it's hard to create that support because it takes commitment, not just from yourself, but from other people who are willing to commit to supporting you, supporting each other. And that's a cultural shift. That's not even a program shift. That's a cultural shift. That is something we, uh, we've, you know, for a lot of reasons, we've kind of lost touch with technology being one of them. Uh, our technology allows us to do more by ourselves on our own when we want without the, um, oversight of others and their opinions that can sometimes be uncomfortable or you know, not what we want. So that's one, but imagine having that kind of support to actually help you be the person you want. You can't really get that from technology in the way you get from a person being in front of you. Uh, and like I said, having that kind of community around you to really support you, becoming that highest version of yourself that you envision is a lifelong process. That is your life, first and foremost. So long promotional spiel about Compass. Um, we're, uh, we're doing signups for the year. We got four or five, I think, running over the course of the year. We got uh, one in Texas coming up in March. We got a couple in California, one out in the desert, one in the um, kind of lower mountains, lower uh, forested area. We got at least one, maybe two happening over in upstate New York, out in the beautiful forests there. And um, so take your pick. We got a wonderful uh, collection of guides, myself included, uh, Jetty, Rowan, um, Phil, Gomez, um, our two guys, our two uh, 
collab, what do you call them? Um, associates, um, brother program from uh, Modern Man Renaissance, Voy and Jose, who are putting on the guide shoes and learning how to take men out. And we'll be out there with them for the East Coast men. So um, it's really wonderful to see how much this work has touched those men to the point that they actually want to take the time that it takes to offer it to other men. That's the power of it. So um, yeah, risingman.org uh, programs. Uh, you'll find it. It's down in the programs tab. Compass, that's the one you want. Okay, that being said, um, once again, welcome to 2023. And today... I'm not gonna make this one too long. Um, listen, if you're human, which <laughs> if you're listening or watching this and actually understanding what I'm saying to you, you get it, life's hard. Being in the human experience is no cakewalk. It's the full gamut. I don't, I don't know if there could be a being out there in the universe that could have a broader, more in-depth experience of what it means to have life. So, as we move into the fullness of our lives and we go through our decision-making processes and choose the people around us to be with and allow ourselves to be chosen by those who want to be with us, um, it brings with it a whole collection of challenges, right? Good challenges, uh, difficult challenges, um, joy, successes, failures, suffering, pain, fears, uh, elation, enthusiasm, passion, that is the human journey. And it doesn't matter how much you do your work or how many programs you do or any of that stuff. If, you know, you're not gonna escape being human at the end of the day, right? And there's all kinds of spiritual models out there. Some of them are, you know, again, thousands of years old that talk about how to mitigate the human journey to um, have the most, how would I say it, the most potent, the most fulfilling, the most whole, the most complete bandwidth experience of your one shot around the planet. But that doesn't mean, uh, you know, I, I, it took me a little while to kind of get it myself, but um, this isn't to minimize, there's no way to minimize the, um, the hard times, the things we perceive as hard, difficult, painful, all that. Uh, but what they do is give us opportunities to how to embrace them deeper, right? Think of it this way. Uh, you can't blow up a balloon in just one direction, right? If you want to expand your happiness, joy, success, experience of um, fulfillment, and that's what you're trying to expand out on one side of the balloon, well, guess what? The other side is going to expand too. Um, more means more in all directions. And for better or for worse, the human is built to do more. Um, more is less, less is more. There's all kinds of euphemisms and colloquialism, colloqu colloquialisms out there. Again, that just kind of talk about our, our penchant and programming to, to do. So that's not gonna go away. You're gonna do. But I feel like a, a lot of what um, has helped me going forward is learning how to be in the do and learning how to embrace 
fully. To me, it's like, it's like there's the, uh, the column of experience, right? Things happening, choices, races, all the stuff that happens in life. That's always at 100%, right? That never kind of, actually, that column actually never diminishes. I wouldn't say it's a percentage, it's just like, you walk out the door and life is right there full every time, even if you're just going out to get the mail. Then there's this other column, I might say, where uh, on a zero to 100%, how much am I fully embracing and experiencing and investigating and letting that experience wash over me and inform me and direct me and give me information about who I am in the world. Oh, there goes a little bunny. And uh, who I am in the world and what the world is about, the world that I'm in, wherever you are. So to me, that's the opportunity. And for me being a whole, whole human, that is the, the, the journey I'm on, which is how do I be present, fully available, fully open to each and every uh, thing that comes my way, whether it's something I didn't plan for or something I, I did plan for and, and got a result I didn't expect. Um, and so that's kind of the preamble. But what I really want to drop into is uh, nature, because that's what this podcast is about. Nature connection, remembering that you, as a being, you are not your name. You are not the man or woman that you see in the mirror. You are, you know, just go through the words, right? Just keep drilling down to get to the point where you realize that you are this consciousness, this awareness that is fully inhabiting a body that you operate, that operates you. There's a relationship there. And then there's that third thing above your, your awareness and your body, uh, which we have, we feel like is, you know, there's some other thing out there, you know, more powerful, right? The thing that we can't understand how, you know, we make our best plans, uh, make our best choices, and yet something else intervenes and something else happens that we couldn't account for, didn't account for, attempted not to account for, right? That uh, higher self, God, the universe, the cosmos, Atman, um, all the words, right? To sort of describe, to give us a sense of when we're talking about this thing, how to just sort of like, oh yeah, that thing, right? So body, mind, spirit, familiar things. Um, but for all that to actually happen, for that, for your body to move through the world, for your mind to have a physicality to root in and channel through to experience what's around us, and to have this sense of other something big that in some way is guiding us and pulling us through our life, make, helping us make our decisions, going to a certain uh, vision of what we hold for the world and our lives, um, requires energy energy and guess what um, you can lose spiritual energy you can lose mental emotional energy and you can lose physical energy but if you lose too much physical energy it's all game over game over which is just sort of a fancy way to say that your body needs energy your body is what uh, is the vehicle that's giving us the opportunity to, to be in this reality, to be in this experience of being human on this planet. And your body, and I've said this before, I'm always gonna say this stuff because it's important, I think. Your body is 
is the earth. Your body is the earth. Your body is the earth. The earth is your body. When you're walking around anywhere, public park, trail outside of town, the middle of nowhere, in some giant state park, national park, and you look down and you see the soil and the sand and the dirt and the rocks, that is what your body used to be before it was your body. And that is what your body will be and is always becoming when you're done with it. Our bodies exist because of the food we eat. The food we eat grows directly out of the ground, like, you know, vegetation, fruits, vegetables, grasses, grains, or we eat the animals whose bodies were built by the vegetation or meat that they eat, right? That is just an undeniable fact, undeniable fact. So hang with me here. If you've been paying attention to the uh, weather lately, no matter where you are, it's been a pretty tremendous uh, winter since it kicked off. We've had uh, some pretty major snowstorms around uh, the north and northeast, um, some pretty amazing temperature drops, um, some pretty amazing storm surges uh, out west, California, and the west coast area is just getting deluges, deluges of rain and lots of high winds. Um, it's powerful. It's powerful. So think of this. All those little droplets of water, all the moisture that's coming out of the sky, all the dirt and mud and soil that's being shifted and moved around, all the trees that are being uprooted and will start decomposing, all the seeds that are spinning and flying and frozen and you know getting moved around by the birds and by the the currents of the air and the river that's picking them up and the rain and all the storms that are just moving stuff around. That's your body. That's all that stuff has been part of a body at some point. So why am I saying all this? Yes, it's a little fantastical. It's kind of hard to really, maybe, it may be difficult for you to sort of imagine, to really just get that emotional hit through your imagination of making that connection that everything you look at that's coming out of the surface of the earth is your body. But it's true. And why I say this is because and I really don't like using the word climate change because it just seems already kind of like overused and trite. But if you're not connected to the earth, if you're not connected to nature, if you don't feel that emotional sense of relationship with the earth, you're not connected to yourself. And I'll stand by that till the day I die. You may feel connected to yourself. You may have levels of connection to yourself. But until you really go to that nth degree, that most common denominator of connection to yourself, which is nature, the soil, the ground, everything around you, you're not really fully connected to yourself. You are this earth. This earth is you. So... 
So just uh, tuck that away. That might bring a charge or a trigger up for you. You'll be rolling your eyes. You, you know, you might just be yelling at your uh, whatever you're listening on this to on. You might be calling bullshit. That's all fine. But I just invite you once that calms down. Um, you know, it's not like I'm trying to brainwash you. Just give yourself the challenge to really just dwell on that. Just dwell on it and see what comes when you don't have the, uh, the initial reaction to it. And I do believe if you just walk into the grocery store and just look at all the food, especially in the produce aisles, right? All that food that just came fresh out of the ground or, and just going down the aisles of all the box stuff, like everything you pull out of the grocery store came from the grounds. And that is the stuff you're gonna put into your body. I have a friend who's fond of saying, um, you know, it's not you are what you eat, you are what you don't shit out. Right, whatever your body doesn't poop out or pee out at the end of the day is actually what's making your body. If you don't eat, you start to lose weight. If you lose too much weight, your systems fail. Minerals, all that stuff, vitamins, those are essential things that all come from the soil. So just let yourself think and dwell on that. And I urge you, I really, really urge you, I, with my deepest heart's desire, ask you to find that, just that smallest study connection between your body, who you see yourself as, the food you eat, and the earth that produces it. Because here's the thing, and then I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, between all the heat waves and the cold snaps and the uh, extreme, fast moving extreme storms, whether it's snow or water uh, in the form of rain uh, and the, you know, the hurricanes, the cyclones, the wildfires, whether it's, you know, I don't want to get into the huge discussion about whether it's man-made or not. It's happening. It's happening. And each of us in our own way have an option to decide how we want to make relationship with the perception of how the planet is changing before us. Yeah. That's totally up to you. That is the, you have that full freedom and prerogative and autonomy to decide what and what way will you relate to the planet as it changes? And what way will you relate to your extended body that we're out walking and driving on all day, every day? There's an opportunity here. It's clear that the way we've been doing things since modern civilizations kind of kicked in, you know, you can go all the way back to the uh, agrarian movements where we started staying put and growing food and uh, starting to lean more into developing technology to stay put, getting us to here where uh, most, people have, most people have a big disconnect with nature. And the idea of the, of the planet and climate, either they just outright don't believe it and just kind of reject it, or it's terrifying that it's actually real and happening. And then there's a little sliver of people that are kind of in the middle where I'm trying to find myself, which is, what is the message? What is my body trying to tell me about how I move it across the earth and what I do with it? What is my, you know, how does that affect my message with my voice and my words and what I write and how I share to the people around me. 
about right relationship with my body, this giant earth. I don't think we can keep doing it the same. I think that there's a call here. There's, there's a, uh, and again, I don't want to make this sound doom and gloom apocalyptic, but um, is it a wake up call? You know, playing with words here, we, we speak about woke culture. Uh, this might be the biggest wake up um, that everyone, everyone needs to wake up to. No matter what your cause, no matter what your passion, no matter what your belief, no matter what you do when you wake up and go out your front door, uh, it all sits on top of this earth. And if things get too topsy-turvy here, we're not going to be able to do those things that we do in the way that we do them now. So what is, you know, so here's, here's you know, we're at the beginning of the year. Time to reset. Are you willing to make relationship with the earth? Or just explore, like, what does that even mean for you? Are you willing to find yourself or look at yourself and experience yourself as a nature-connected person? And how will that actually begin to change your values and your standards and how you do things when you go out into the world? Um, that's really it, you guys. Do yourself a favor. Jump on to any streaming service and just start watching some of these uh, nature documentaries. Um, they're amazing. I mean, I consider myself a pretty well-informed, pretty exposed to nature, pretty uh, connected to the planet type of guy. And uh, I was hanging out with my mom and dad last night and they put on this series they're watching. Can't remember which one it is. I think it's called our, our, A Year on the Planet. And it's literally like watching another planet. Some of the amazingness, the amazing places, the amazing creatures that are here, right here with us that we just don't think about or don't really connect with. We don't even realize are happening in synchronous, synchronous, synchronicity with our lives, our lives. And when I talk about nature connection, it's not that I'm asking you to get all, this isn't about woo woo, um, you know, the oneness and elevating and, you know, just kind of, there's a, I, I do feel like there's a very escapist mindset out there and a lot of the offerings that, I, that come across my different social media feeds and what I hear friends getting into and doing, ceremonial work, uh, you know, self-internal work, emotional work, all this stuff is, is great. Um, but listen, it's not like you get to just live in that part of the world. Again, going back to what I first started talking about, incorporation, integration, like those things are wonderful gifts to get. It's wonderful to be in an, in an experience where you feel all that and you feel the brightness and levity and connectedness and oneness and ease and convenience and openness, the open-heartedness and all the love and connectivity that comes from some of these beautiful offerings that are out there. But then we have to take it back to the people and the community around us. We have to take it back to the planet. We have to give it back to the earth. The only reason those things are happening is because the earth supports it or has been supporting it, right? I mean, all that food you ate to make that body that you could drive or walk to those programs and get those things. 
uh, the car you drove to get there, uh, the house you live in. I mean, the list, I've done this list before. Literally everything you interact with, if, even just your own body, it comes from the earth. It, it's all supported and given to you by the earth. And sure, we had to work for it. We had to, you know, cultivate and develop and become resourceful and figure out how to do things with the earth. So it's not like things were just handed to us. Uh, but nonetheless, um, there's a, a, a part of the reciprocation loop that I feel that we as a species are, are really, really lacking in. And I feel that when we see nature and the weather and uh, all the things that are going on on our planet with species um, you know, disappearing and things like the, the permafrost melting and, uh, and viruses that are hundreds of thousands of years old getting you know, exposed. I mean, it's, it can get scary. And the planet is scary. Watching some of these nature shows, um, that's the other part I was going to say was, um, you know, check out the IG feed, uh, Nature is Metal, or um, what's the other one? Uh, the Dark Side of Nature, that's what it is. And, and watch a pack of jackals take down a gazelle or a water buffalo. I mean, it's, or lions taking down, it's gnarly, it's gnarly. It's brutal out there. This planet is equally brutal as it is beautiful. And I think we might be the only species that can actually see both and be able to have a, an objective experience. And that's our role. So to kind of stitch all that up, um, when you get the gifts and the goodness we need to pass it on to the places where the gifts and the goodness don't exist as strongly. I don't know if we're ever gonna you know, get what we call heaven on earth because this, this planet has a very specific way that it works with um, what we feel is you know, violent or uh, punitive or in, impartial. But we as a species on here, you know, again, like all the gnarly stuff that's happening out there is making the systems that allow us to have these beautiful experiences where we, you know, get to go to Bali and play in a waterfall, right? You think about how did that environment and that waterfall come to exist, the, the billions of years that it took for that situation to happen and all the life forms that were a part of it and all the, um, I don't know, call it what you want, trauma, suffering, destruction, creation destruction cycles, just turning life over and over and over, life, death, life, death, life, death, to get to that moment where we're like, wow, let's hang out in this warm water underneath this waterfall. There's a, there's a gigantic, huge amount of energy and turnover and work that went into that, that place you just kind of stumbled upon and uh, posted a selfie from, right? So, it's getting dark here, sun's down. Um, what's your relationship to Earth? Do you have one? Can you find the place in your heart to start making room for one? You're not fully connected to yourself unless you're fully connected to nature. Life isn't going to get easier 
you're just gonna get better at moving through it. One of my favorite uh, similes to use is, you know, when you do uh, self-work, transformational work, it's not like life gets easier. It's like going to the gym. You go to the gym, you start working out because you want to get strong. And when you hit that first uh, goal, you know, benching 200 pounds, whatever it is, you've done a lot of hard work to get there. But it's not like you hit 200 pounds and then you put the weights down. You're like, cool, done, did it. Walk out, never lift weights again. No. You're back in there after the celebration a week later, putting 205 pounds on there, on that bar. And you're pushing for that 205. And that, that, that workout, going for that 205, is just as hard as that very first workout where you can barely, you know, push 90 pounds up. We increase our capacity. We increase our capacity. We increase our awareness. We increase all those things I was saying earlier about our, our ability to be fully present and available to experience this planet, this place. And to have that root put down into nature, knowing that whatever's happening to you is happening to the planet. Whatever's happening to the planet is happening to you. We are one and the same. We are the earth literally walking around, looking at itself, experiencing ourselves. See if you can get there this year. Just take a small step. If you want to know how, um, send me a message. Or send, get on the Rising Man website and just uh, hit the info button. And um, there's some opportunities and options for that. But the easiest thing to do is just start going, just go for a walk outside. Just go get a walk outside. Honestly, it's the easiest thing to do. No headphones, no nothing. Just get your body out there and just be with nature. And just look at the things, right? Touch the things. That's all it takes to start opening up that space for yourself. All right, thanks for listening, you guys. I'm going to wrap it up here. And um, appreciate you. Uh, supporting rising man and listening to this podcast uh, please do you know if you're getting something from this podcast or anything rising man related it really helps us um when you hit the like and subscribe buttons because that you know beefs up the logarithms and the way the internet works and it gets this in front of people on their feeds that might be looking for it so um help us out with that because we want to really bring the good word and the good message to anyone who's looking for it so um big shout out to julian and mark the two guys who uh, make this stuff sound and look great every month. And um, remember, risingman.org. Uh, check out Compass, and especially. We're doing signups now. So um, if you like what you heard here and want to get more into that world and around a circle of men who are moving into that world themselves and support and some brotherhood with that, um, check it out. All right, we'll see you next time on the First Nature episodes, part of Rising Man. And until then, find out more about who you are. Um, no, how do I say it? Wow, I almost blew it. Find out who you are inside by getting outside. <laughs>